from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop <coughs> sports shop, pardon me, and on MixLR.com <coughs> backslash WakeUpCallDT. I tell you, allergies around this time of year suck. They are just not fun by any stretch of the imagination. We're on Facebook Live, Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT, all of it is inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios, 3150 Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, New York. What's poppin'? Proudly brought to you by Mon Pa's Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory. First and foremost, what's poppin' is they have 50 flavors at any given time at their location on 201 Old 7th North Street in Liverpool. That's 201 Old 7th North Street in Liverpool, right by the thruway, minutes from downtown Minutes from Destiny USA. So if you're out there shopping today or you're coming from downtown and you got a little lunch break or you're coming home from work or you're getting off the thruway or the highway, whatever it may be, stop on over to Mon Pa's Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory and pick up something for you today. A little treat, a little snack. If you're going on a little trip, you know, if you got some work and some things to do like me, then go there and get something to fill you up on your day and, and give you something to be excited about when you look in your bag and you go, oh, so happy that I remember to get some kettle corn because I'm sitting here in the airport and I got, you know, an hour layover and I'm going to get myself some of this Mon Pa's kettle corn and popcorn factory loving outside of paying $9 for a burger. I'm going to get <laughs> get my hands on a little bit of this and appreciate myself. So do that. And they have gifts for hol- the holiday season. So whether you're, you know, whatever holiday you're celebrating, I celebrate Christmas. They have their holiday tins that are there. You can fill them with whatever you want to fill them with. Get them as a great gift. They are refillable, and they have a stackable tower where you can choose a bunch of different flavors, and they'll wrap that up in a ribbon for you, and they'll do baskets for you. So really, they have so many different things for the holiday season. Maybe you buy stuff for the people that work in your office. You know, Maybe you do something like my dad always tries to do something for the people that work in his office for him. And so that's a perfect gift. Mon Pa's Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory. Go there today, 201 Old 7th North Street in Syracuse, or in, pardon me, in Liverpool, New York. That's 201 Old 7th North Street in Liverpool, New York. And then you can also call them at this number. I want to make sure that I give this to you here, 315-450-MAPA. That's 315-450-6272. So make sure that you call them and let them know that Wake Up Call sent you over their way to get some of their great flavors. And you got to stop in really as often as you can every week, every couple weeks, because they're changing flavors, they're adding stuff, they're moving stuff around. So you definitely want to go in there and check it out. So thank you to Mon Pa's Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory. Keeping with that in what's popping, Syracuse is up next. I've had conversations with four players on the Syracuse Orange men's basketball team following their three-game losing streak that included losses to Oklahoma State and Penn State in the Barclays Center and they were followed by losses after that or a loss after that I should say at home to the Iowa Hawkeyes in the ACC Big Ten Challenge and coming off of that as Syracuse is trying to get on the right side of things they're not going to be home for a bit here until December 18th 
Syracuse will be on the road, and then they will eventually venture home to face off against Oakland before Christmas. I think it's exactly a week before Christmas. On yet, it is on December eighteenth. So, with that being said, having the opportunity to speak with these players as they go through some of this turmoil and some adversity of these growing pains that they have. This is a team that, once again, will be on the road. They're at Georgia Tech on Saturday, December 7th. They're at Georgetown on Saturday, December 14th. And then they're home on Wednesday, December 18th at 8 p.m. So I'll do trivia at Dominic's Restaurant on 1370 Burnett Ave in Syracuse, New York at 7, and then I'll shoot over to the game right after that. They'll be facing off against Oakland. And then after they're gone, these next two weekends, this weekend and next weekend at Georgia Tech and at Georgetown, they're home for a string of games. Oakland, North Florida, Niagara, Notre Dame, and Virginia Tech are all at home. Syracuse will be at home from December 18th to January 7th of 2020. That's right, folks. Already heading in to 2020. So kind of interesting here how Syracuse will, you know, they got to go on the road for two, but then they're home for five. And hopefully that'll help out a young team that's trying to find their chemistry and get things going. Hopefully that'll be something that helps them out here and uh, definitely appreciates everything that's you know this coaching staff is doing to try and get this team right and what the players are doing because I mean I know it's frustrating. I know that Bayheim is is you know seemingly stubborn and set in his ways, but at the same time, obviously he still cares. He's still in the seat. And if he didn't care, I don't think he'd be sitting there wasting his time. And these guys care because they want to win. And Adrian Autry and Alan Griffin and Jerry McNamara, they all care about this team and they all care about winning these games. So if you're frustrated, I get it. I asked people, you know, what they felt about, you know, do you want to move on from Bayheim? And I didn't ask that question out of disrespect. I asked that question because I felt the rumblings and I want to know what people were saying. And I'll be doing a show about that. And I know I promised that we would talk about it this week, but I'm going to air that show on Monday with Wake Up Call on the Road. And you definitely should listen to that because there is a lot that you had to say about that, folks. And I wanted to share your thoughts and make sure we spent ample time on it. But, you know, this is a tumultuous time coming off of the last couple seasons that haven't been that great. So I understand people's frustration. At the same time, you can be frustrated, but don't lose respect for these coaches and these kids because they are trying. And nobody wants to go out there and be embarrassed. Nobody wants to go out there and lose. And so just remember that when we're talking about this, that I always have the utmost respect for these players and these coaches. And I may have my opinions and I may have my thoughts, but I will never wish bad on these children. I will never wish bad on these 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 young men, these older gentlemen. They're, I want to see everybody succeed, and ultimately I want the best for Syracuse. So hopefully you do too. With that being said, we're going to jump into my conversation with Marek Dolajai to start things off here in the segment, Significant Soundbites. Well, just what you could say about the team right now, maybe the frustration after losing these last three games. You know, we have tough three games in a row. You know, we need to step up, focus on the next game, and just give everything what we have, you know. What is it? What's going on? I mean, maybe is there anything that you can pinpoint in these losses? Mm, we, don't, we don't need to forget about it, you know. We just need to come back, play defense, and um, keep uh, adding in the basket. You know, we need to start moving the ball and just play better. What can you say about as far as uh, maybe what the message was from, from Coach Beheim and the staff after this game? You know, it was staying in the locker room, you know. We just need to get better and and all of our guys, you know, 
from Elijah to who's not playing from Rob. You know, they need to step it up and play better next game. What are you seeing from your game? Um, I just need to be aggressive, you know, and I need to do a better job in defense. That coming once again from Marek Dolajai here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Speaking about, listen, we just have to let it go. We have to move past it. We have to play better defense. You know, we have we have to do what we can to move forward. Whether you're playing or you're not, everybody has to be on the same page. Everybody has to be locked in, you know, and, and I appreciate this coming from him and, you know, the leadership that he's showing. And can we also look at another part of this is that when Marek came in to Syracuse, Marek struggled with speaking the English language. He really did. And what I love about what I'm seeing now, because we talk about being a student athlete and not just an athlete, Marek Dolajai, from when I first met him and the minimal things that, that he understood or that he could say to what he is now. When I ask him a question now that's in-depth and what's not, and, and whatnot, he doesn't look at me you know, with that, with that puzzled look of, I don't understand what you're saying or him saying, I don't really get it and whatnot. He has improved his ability to speak the English language. He's improved his ability to understand the English language. And so, you know, I know that we're concentrated on basketball and whatnot, but I just want to give respect where respect is due. And he's one of the players that I've seen come into Syracuse, and not just in the sport of basketball, but in general, who has struggled with the English language and has stepped up and gotten better over time. And the fact that I feel comfortable enough to challenge him with more now and to ask these questions now that maybe he didn't understand before. It's great to see that I trust him with that and that he gives it right back and shows me that he has grown, he has blossomed, and he is learning. I think that that's truly amazing, and I appreciate that. Quincy Garrier is next here on the show, number one on the team, and he is obviously a true freshman out of Canada. And Quincy and I had an opportunity to speak with one another during this three-game losing streak. So to go next in the segment, significant sound bites to Quincy Garrier, this is what he had to say about his thoughts on the current skid that put the team at 4-4. Four and four. You know, the three-game losing streak, what's going through your head after that? I mean, we got to get back to the gym and work. That's the only thing we can do. Um, I think our offense was terrible today. We couldn't score. We're not moving. I think our defense was not bad, but um, it's just the offense. We have a problem in offense. No one is moving, so it's really hard for us to, to, scare, to score. What's, what can you connect the two that not moving? I mean, is it just guys not talking to each other? Is it not being on the same page? What is probably... Run out of any idea, probably communication. Um, we get we're getting a lot of reps in practice. Everyone is moving. Uh, everyone is playing well. Just got to figure it out. What can you say, maybe leadership-wise? Is there somebody stepping up in this locker room in this three-game losing streak? I mean, so, sometimes, uh, sometimes not. I feel like got to be like more consistent for that. Um, like Rec, Elijah, all these guys. They, sh- they should like every time. Uh, lead the group, even for Joe, even if he's the young uh, player on the team, he's, the point, he's our point guard right now. So we just need, uh, we just got to communicate and work. <coughs> what are you learning from the streak of, of these three losses? What is it teaching you right now? Uh, you just got to keep your head up. Uh, you're not, you're not, we just got to think about the next game and not being worried about what happened. We just got to go forward. Marek talked about letting it go, just feeling this one for a second and then forgetting about it. Is 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 that how you feel right now? I mean, do you yeah. got to just kind of cut this one off? Yeah, I mean, lose a game, it, it hurts, but at the end of the day, we just got to forget it, forget it and just play the next game. Assessing your game up to this point, what can you say about your play in your opinion? 
Uh, I mean, I'm trying to use my physicality to, most of the time, uh, get rebounds, <coughs> play hard, set screens, make my shots, uh, going to the finish around the rim, run in transition, get back on defense. That coming once again from Quincy Garrier on Syracuse's men's basketball team, giving his thoughts on the team and saying, you know, that the leaders have to step up and the leadership has to be consistent, that he hasn't seen that consistency. Sometimes leaders step up, sometimes they're not stepping up in the locker room. He wants to see them step up overall and to see this team communicate. So, you know, a lot of big words, and I appreciate Quincy being so real and so honest about that. I like when they actually tell you, what they're thinking and, and not like, a, oh, let's keep this to ourselves. Let's, I understand that there's certain things that you have to keep to yourself, certain things that you know you don't want to say and you don't want to let get out and whatnot. But at the same time, I also appreciate and respect where somebody can say, listen, we have issues. You know, We need to communicate. We need, we need leaders that are going to lead all the time and not just sometimes. And so I thank Quincy Garrier for sharing that on Wake Up Call this morning. Next up in the segment, Significant Soundbites, is my one-on-one conversation with Joe Girard III. And Joe Girard with the team at 4-4. Four and four. He, like Quincy, is a true freshman on the team. And here are his thoughts on what he had to say about where the team is at and just kind of what's going through his head right now as the team struggles to find a way to get things going here early on in the season. So like I said, next up here is Joe Girard of the Syracuse Orange men's basketball team. True freshman out of Glens Falls giving his take on the current state of Orange basketball. Well, just what you can say about this three-game losing streak, what you're learning from it. Obviously, this is your first season, so you're going through this the first time here on this team. What are you taking away? Uh, I mean, losing isn't fun. I mean, no matter where you are, um, if you're you know you're an athlete, you're playing a sports team, and you know you're all right with losing, you probably shouldn't be playing that sport. Uh, so I think it's, I mean, <laughs> other than knowing we gotta get better, uh, there's really not much fun losing. What do you put your finger on for this? I was talking to Quincy, and he stated that maybe it's communication. It's moving around on offense. He thought the defense did some good things in this, but there's not a lot of communication, not a lot of movement. Would you say the same thing, or is it something else? Yeah, I mean, it's making shots. Uh, getting back to what we were doing at the beginning of the year. In the beginning of the year, we, you know, if you watched us, it just looked like we were having fun. We were getting out and running, um, getting open shots for guys, creating open shots for guys, and uh, making open shots. So I think if we can get back to the basics and do that, we'll be all right. So is it a frustration? Is it taking that loss and then the next one? Are the losses kind of adding up because you guys aren't having fun? Is, is that something that's going on? Yeah, I mean, you're not. it's not fun to lose, but one thing that Coach said that was you know, a good point is that uh, you know you got to put it behind you and make sure that the next game you're thinking as it's your first game. I mean, you're not going in there thinking, oh, we just lost the last one. Whatever. we got to go in there thinking it's our next, our first, our next game's our first kind of game and starting off again. Where's the leadership come from at this point when you need a pick-me-up? Are you trying to do it? Is there somebody else you can point to? I think it just comes from coach, coach coaching staff. Uh, we're all going to try and do it. Me, Elijah, Buddy, you know, everybody, Rec. Uh, you know, you just, no matter who it comes from, it's just got to come. And uh, we just got to listen to each other uh, and make sure that we got each other's backs because it's usually when teams are at their best is when they're, you know, got good camaraderie and, uh, you know, have fighting for each other. Have you been through maybe the, the feeling of this locker room? Can you like it to anything in your past, or is this a, a different feeling than maybe something you've been through? I mean, <clears throat> I think the one time I went through was maybe my eighth grade year on varsity. Uh, we went about 500, but, you know, this season's still early right now. Uh, you know, people might be counting us out already, 
we got a lot of long season ahead of us. Uh, we got a lot of time to get better, a lot of time to win more games, and uh, you know it's just the beginning. And you know if we want people want to you know comment out, it's all right, it's whatever. Uh, we just got to get back, stay within the locker room, and uh, make sure we got each other's backs. What can you do now moving forward? I mean, obviously you got to make shots and play defense on the court, but what can you do in practice? What can you do inside of this locker room to change the narrative, maybe change the environment a little bit? Practice how you play. Um, you know, make sure that you're competing in practice. Make sure you're practicing as hard as you can because, you know, when you get on the court and you play against somebody else, you don't really know their tendencies as well because you haven't played them. And, like, you're playing every day in practice, but you got to make sure that you, you stay focused in practice and make sure you're going hard if you're trying to play. Now, coming once again from Joe Girard the third, saying, "Listen, you got it. You got to go hard every single time, no matter what." He said, "You know, I know that some people may be counting us out already, but it's early on in the season, so you know, just trying to get back, trying to figure things out, trying to find their way and find their footing." As you know, this season has begun. The thing that's sad is it seems like the season has begun for so many student athletes playing Division One men's basketball across the country, yet it seems like it hasn't begun for Syracuse. You know what I mean? It feels like, you know, Duke started their seat, and I know that, you know, that there's teams that have lost early on here, but it seems like, you know, Duke season started, and Michigan State season started, and Louisville season started, and Kansas season started, in Maryland, and Virginia, and North Carolina, and so on and so forth, but the Syracuse's season hasn't really started yet, and that's tough, you know, but that comes down to coaches getting this team prepared. It comes down to getting them ready, you know, for Bayheim to reiterate over and over and over again in the most recent postgame press conference, which they had after their home loss 68 to 54 to Iowa to say all the things that he said and to repeat them over and over and over again about this team is not ready. You know, they're not ready to beat a top 25, top 30, top 50 team. They're not there yet. They're not ready. Just constantly reiterating that notion of they're not ready, they're not ready, they're not ready. And it's like, well, doesn't that fall on you if they're not ready? I mean, yes, some of it's growing pains, but is that not part of your job is to get them ready? Is that not what a coach does? Is that not what a leader does is prepare prepare your troops for battle? So if the troops aren't ready for battle... Isn't that on the coach? You know, and that's the question I pose right now as this team struggles to find their way. Howard Washington is next up here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora here in Significant Soundbites, and we're going to go right to Howard Washington here on the broadcast and give his take on the team being 4-4 four and four and just what he's taken away from the current state of Syracuse basketball, and that's going on right now there wasn't a lot of bright spots in the second half but you were able to hit a three you got a steal you got to lay in just what you could say about you know trying to give some life there at the end yeah i mean you know every time i step on the court i try to you know do you know, young even if we're down 20 up to whatever it may be you know i'm gonna play the same way act you know active try to do what i can do try to you know make the best plays and best plays possible um but yeah, I mean, it felt good. You know, came and stopped on, knocked down my first one, and then you know, just kind of got active after that. Our defense got a steal, and uh, I feel like that's what I can bring a lot, a lot to the game and to the team. What are you seeing? You've been in different locker rooms with different squads. What does this locker room feel like right now? Uh, I mean, I mean, the obvious is you know, we're losing a little bit of a losing streak. Um, 
but I mean, I feel like you know, guys are spirits. You know, are up or kind of where they're supposed to be. I try to, you know, as a leader, as an older guy, I try to, you know, boost it up even more. Um, get guys ready you know, for the next possession, next play, next game. Um, but I mean, yeah, we definitely need to, you know, bring back, regroup, focus, and, and you know, just worry about the next game. Whatever happened, happened. Four and four. You know, we're on to the next game. Joe talked about how you guys were having fun in the beginning. It just felt like it was fun. You were you're finding each other, creating shots, creating opportunities. Now that you're losing a little bit, obviously it's not fun. How do you bring that feeling back where you're enjoying playing the game and you're not just letting a loss beat you twice? Um, I, mean, I think that it'll come naturally. You know, as I play more games, you know, like coach coach kept saying, you know, we're eight games in. Um, you know, games we have a lot more to go. Um, Next game, you know, I mean, of course, you know, everybody's going to be happy when we win, and, you know, as it should be as a basketball player, you know, happy when you win and not happy when you lose. Um, but, I mean, I think just a mentality-wise, we just need to, you know, everybody as a whole, we need to just attack the game and then be ready from the jump and, and be laser-focused from the beginning. Quincy spoke a little bit about communication, that the team isn't moving offensively. Do you get a sense for that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like we, you know, we get a lot of opportunities, and I think, you know, like Marek does a great job of getting it and, and going, you know, getting out, and every time he does it, you know, he usually leads to him getting fouled or him getting the basket or making a play. And I feel like we can, you know, if we speed up the game a little bit, get a, you know, a couple outlets and stuff like that, that could help us offensively. Um, you know, our sets are good, you know, screens, you know, a bunch of screens, you know, we get open shots, we got knocked down our shots. Um, <clears throat> I think we could crash the offensive board a little bit, and the coach gets on cue a lot about that. You know, he's a big, strong, physical guy. Barama, you know, quick, can kind of get around bigger guys and, you know, jump and go get it. Um, but, yeah, if we tack the offensive boards a little bit more and, you know, pick up the pace a little bit, you know, we got guys like E who can get out and run, you know, Buddy Cho to play, knock some shots down, Marek can get it and go. Um, so, yeah, so we do a little bit of that. I think, you know, that'll, that'll benefit us. How do you play loose and how do you play comfortable on a three-game losing streak? How do you get back to that? Um, I mean, I think if you're a player, you're a player and, you know, you're going to lose games. You're not going to win every game. You're going to win games and, you know, hopefully more than you lose. But, um I mean, if you're, if you're a basketball player, you, like you said, you know, next shot, next play, next game, just I got to have that mentality. Um, you know, I, mean, I feel like a lot of guys do. You know, nobody's getting super down on themselves, but they just know the reality. You know, we're not making shots right now, um, and you know, that's what we need to do to win. That coming once again from Howard Washington Jr. Just taking a look at this, trying to be a leader right now and trying to figure things out as this team is in a situation on a three-game losing streak where they have lost to the Big Ten twice and the Big 12 as well, losing to Oklahoma State at the Big 12 and then Penn State and Iowa back-to-back, the second one coming in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. And not just losing, but looking really sluggish, looking almost like they didn't even want to be out there on offense and on defense, you know, really nothing coming through. So Syracuse trying to find their footing, trying to get on the right side of things. They're going to have an opportunity on the road to do that this Saturday, December 7th at Georgia Tech their next ACC game. Believe it or not, folks, here in December, this is their second ACC game already as the ACC has added 20. Do you have 20 games to the schedule now instead of 18 inside of ACC Division I men's basketball? So instead of 18 conference games, you now have 20. Syracuse typically plays 31 regular season games, so only 11 that they can utilize on non-conference opponents. Virginia, was their first ACC game at Georgia Tech, is their second one, and their third one will be Saturday, January 4th, less than a month away, believe it or not, 
when they face Notre Dame and then the rest of the way, it's all ACC stuff. Notre Dame, Virginia Tech at Virginia, Boston College at Virginia Tech at Notre Dame, and so on and so forth. Big time games, fans looking forward to Syracuse Saturday, February 29th against North Carolina at home and Saturday, February 1st against Duke at home. And of course, that Pittsburgh rivalry uh, Saturday, January 25th against Pittsburgh at home as well.